y'all to episode four of season one. Oh my goodness, already on episode four. The Heat of Command, Mastering the Art of Fire Service Leadership. And we are your hosts, Carrie Henderson, and Kyle Matusik is here with me as well. And we are here to talk about all things soft skills in the fire service that are actually the hard things to do. Right, Kyle? Absolutely. We yeah. like getting down to the nitty gritty and talking about all the uncomfortable stuff that we haven't talked about for years. That's right. So if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we encourage you to go back to episode one to get to know us. We talk a lot about getting to know your coworkers and getting to know the people that you supervise. So we would like to encourage you to get to know us too, to kind of understand where we're coming from and why we talk about the things that we talk about and why it means so much to us. So uh, I've had kind of a crazy day today. So if I talk really fast, uh, just try to keep up today with me. Uh, <laughs> each episode, I feel like we've gotten a little bit deeper into our favorite topics of introspection and authenticity and talking about safe spaces and generational uh, things that each generation needs and what people need to basically thrive as individuals, as humans, as uh employees, all that good stuff. And today we're going to get even deeper and talk about some of my favorite things, which is the topic of authenticity and being authentic and genuine and authentic leadership and how you can go about doing that. So I've taken a ton of fire service classes where I thought I could sign up for this class and, and they would say, here's what you need to do A, B, C, and D to be a great leader. And I found that it's it's pretty obvious now, but it's not that simple. And it's a lot of hard work and it's not listening to one person give their recipe. So I have a different approach to that. And it's about kind of what ta Kyle talks about. It's a version of introspection, but getting to know yourself, but it's about setting your own values and helping other people set their values. So that's where we're going to end up today, I hope. Yeah, we'll, we'll always end up there, which is always <laughs> always the fun part of, of where we want to go. It's just how we get there is always the fun part of yes. of of doing this. But yeah, becoming an authentic leader, you know, we're going to use words like genuine and and understanding who you really are at your core, and then exemplifying that to <clears throat> the people in which you lead. You know, we all have this unique gift. I believe we all have this unique gift, and if if we're able to harness those unique gifts. Uh, we really get to develop a team that is unmatched by anybody else out there. And with those unique gifts, and once you learn what those really are, you become a version of yourself that you like never thought possible. And that is what authenticity is. is it's a version of you um, that is who you are at your core, what you value, what you cherish, what your goals are, all that stuff matters. And a lot of times in the fire service, you know, in, in other industries, I, I'm sure as well, you know, we get in at a young age and you're immature and you're just kind of going along with the flow and the traditions of the organization. And somewhere along the way, you kind of lose, lose grasp of who you are and you just become like this robot or this thing that I need to be like this person or I need to be like that person. You know, and there's nothing wrong with having role models and trying to achieve some of the things that you like seeing in other people. You know, we're not discrediting that by any sort of the imagination. It's more so who are you and don't lose sight of that, you know, and because once you do, you, you 
you lose everything. You lose credibility, you lose respect, you lose who, and you lose yourself, you know, and you, you become this version that one day you wake up and you don't like. You don't like what you see in the mirror and, you know, you're in so far deep and you, you've developed a reputation and it's hard to come back from that sometimes. So, you know, for all you younger, younger people out there, you know, the, the time's now to start working on this stuff and understanding who you are at your core and, and becoming a genuine uh, version of yourself to develop into a great authentic leader and don't let other people steer your course away from your uniqueness and your values, uh, you know, learn what they are and, and drive and drive and drive to, to really fine tune those. And that's what becomes valuable in our organizations. Yeah, I agree with that. I, when I was young in my fire service career, I always felt a little uncomfortable in my skin and I couldn't quite figure out, you know, what, and, and you know, when you're young, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. And and you're trying to figure your way out in the fire service and figure out who you are, like you said, and where you fit. And I, I thought, you know, I'll emulate this person because I think they're a great leader. I'll emulate this person because they're a great leader. And none of it felt right to carry. It didn't, because it wasn't me, it wasn't authentic to who I was, but I, I tried on all of those skins <laughs> to, to see if it fit. And it, and I just never felt quite right. And, and that's why I, I always look up the definition of authenticity and authentic leadership before we ever talk about it, because it, it's interesting, the definitions that are out there and, they, and they're, they're accurate decisions, but to me, it never quite captures what it really is. And to me, it's always a feeling. Yeah, It's, it's not just, you know, it's being genuine, hundred percent, it's being genuine and it's being who you are and not letting people change who you are, but it, it's this feeling of, of, of living up, you know, to what you're supposed to be and, and, and what you were created to be. And, and it's also the feeling when you meet someone else that is authentic, it's like, man, what is it about this person? I love so much. I love being around them or man, they're just captivating. And it's, to me, it's almost always that they're genuine and they're authentic and they're not trying to be someone else. And they're very comfortable in their own skin. And and that's, that's usually what it is for me. It's this, this feeling, this unique feeling. And I love it. I love authenticity. And I love when people, I meet people that are authentic. It's super cool. Yeah. It's like the stars align, you know, and, and every fiber of your being, just everything is like homeostasis, right? Everything feels right as it should be. And you're not trying to be something you're not, you're not, you know, working from an area of feeling not good enough or shame, you know, which we see a lot of that in the fire service. And, you're proud of who you are and your uniqueness and and you give that to the world, to society and to this industry. And it's really learning uh, what that is and, and how do I go about doing that? And, you know, we get to that by setting values and being self-reflective and, and it's a lot of soul searching. You know, you, you mentioned we go to classes and, and we take all these classes and we learn from other people. And, you know, there's value there. There's absolutely value there. But a lot of times it's so entrenched in tr- the traditions of this organ uh, of the, this industry um, that we we lose we start to lose sight of who we are, you know, and 
<clears throat> with my time in the military, it's kind of the same thing. You know, you trust, try to emulate things that you see. And, you know, as a young kid, you watch all the movies and you're like, oh, this is how I have to be. And it's so far from the truth. You know, you don't have to be anything that you see out there. You have to learn who you are at your core. And that's the challenge, right? That That's the hard part. And that's where it takes real work to accomplish. And, you know, it's not for the faint-hearted to take that journey to to figure out your values and who you are at your core, because it's letting go of what you think. And sometimes that's not the easiest thing, because we hold on to some of these traits that we feel need to be part of the industry, hardcore, you know, and, and drive, drive, work, work, uh, all the all these things. And, you know, what's getting left behind when we have those kind of attitudes and our values are shaped that way. And it's not really who we are, yet it's what the industry has taught us to be. So the journey is challenging, but it's so worth it. If you want to be an effective, authentic leader going forward and really diving deep in, into what that means. And especially for our younger listeners, you know, and, and people just coming into the job now that that's the time to start because as you go down this road and you start developing traits and you are a certain way that, you know, one day you wake up and you realize isn't you, uh, then you have to change. And that, is even more challenging to have to go through this kind of transformation halfway through your career and become this person who you always wanted to be, but people don't give you the room to grow or they're trying to reel you back into your old ways. And it's just kind of this very confusing journey to be on. So, you know, it, it, it's realizing this stuff now and, and diving deep in to have those personal conversations to uh, really understand and get a grasp of who you are. Yeah, I, something came to mind to me earlier today is like I was thinking about authenticity and authentic leadership. And it's this may be a hard question to answer, but so if you're authentic, right, you're you're being who you are and weaknesses and strengths. But what if what if who you are is a jerk? <laughs> like what, you know, how does that play into the conversation of being authentic? And because you know, I know, I know a lot of people out there who are very authentic. They are very, their personalities are, they're tough. They're or, or maybe a little rough, brash, speak, speak their mind kind of people. And that's probably who they're, they are, but there's work to be done there still. So I think there is a line of being a great authentic leader um, and and understanding some of the things people skill wise that you still gotta you still gotta work on, right? So, what do you think about that, Kyle? What do you think about if you're what if you're authentic but you're kind of a jerk? <laughs> yeah, I I could, you know, that kind of resonates with me a little bit. And uh, there was a time where you know I I may have thought I was authentic and I was kind of a jerk. I I guess you could say and. And didn't treat people as uh, kindly as I probably should have. And, you know, I look back at those experiences now and, and just realize if I did things different, you know, if my approach was different without losing sight of, you know, what my standards are and my dedication, motivation, you know, so it's why do you come off that way as a jerk or can we still kind of be hardcore, motivated, dedicated but still learn those people skills to where we're kinder about it, but still hold those same standards and even raising those standards. So it's really about what you want to get out of your people as a leader when it comes to authenticity. 
and what the generations that are coming into the industry respond to. You know, this isn't back, you know, 50 years ago when it was just do this because I said so. Um, it, the, the times have changed. And the way we have to lead our younger people has changed. So if we're coming off that way and we're kind of, you know, nose to the grindstone and we're kind of a jerk about it, they're not going to listen, you know, and, and they're going to check out and they're going to leave the industry, which we're seeing today. I mean, uh, you know, I just read an article that Cal Fire's down 10% people leaving the industry and they're not able to fill them in. And they, they attribute that to, you know, bad leadership and, and, you know, mental health issues and things like that. And, we have to change. We can't be that way, whether we think it's right or wrong. It doesn't matter what we think. It's what the industry and the generations are telling us what we need to be. And no matter what your values are and who you are as an authentic leader, we still can adapt our values to adhere and uh, gain the what? Uh, I'm I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> gain the support from the younger generation coming in, right? Mm-hmm. To gain their their ability to want to listen to us and follow us. And that's where we need to be. So we're not saying lose some of those things. We're just saying, you know, we just have to change the way we do it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And you touched on this, and this is one of my favorite things about doing the work for values-based leadership and how it plays into authenticity, because I, I think there can be this misconception that you do all this soft work and you have to lower your expectations for people. And that is so far from the truth. What I have found is if you do the work, and we'll talk about it, is and you, you're setting your own values, you figure out what your own values are, and you're helping others figure theirs out you can really, really raise expectations. And and I love the idea of it and I love how it plays out. So what I'm talking about is you, there's all these value words out there and everyone says my values are integrity and honesty, right? Okay. That's fine. That's super fine. But why? Like really do the work of what, why are those your values? Because I, I, they, I'm guessing they probably aren't your one and two. Now, I think integrity kind of encompasses so many values, and it's like the compilation of your values put together is what gives you integrity. But there are so many other values out there that are that are not that people don't think of as as their like soul searching values. So, what I like to do, and what I did, I was really lucky to go to a class where they they did this, and and I thought it was super cheesy at first. I was like, really, we have to set our values, but like. <laughs> I like why it felt like a buzzword to me. But what I realized when I started doing it was I didn't know I didn't know what my I, I thought my values were honesty, integrity, you know, those kind of things. And when I did the work, I was like, man, I have some other things out there that are that are really darn important to me. And if I don't recognize those as values and I don't communicate those to the people that I work with, then I can't set standards and I can't expect them to meet my expectations if they don't understand where I'm coming from. So, so an example of that is when I, when I started working on that is I really started to realize that dependability and people being dependable meant so much to me that, man, if you told me you were going to do something or we were going to do something or you were going to accomplish something and it didn't get done, 
I'm destroyed. And I, I, on the other, the, the emotional intelligence work part of that on the other end for me is I have to realize that sometimes that's going to happen and I can't let it ruin my world. Right. So, um, but dependability was not one I had thought about, but when I, you know, supervised a crew as a captain at a, at a fire station and I could communicate that, Hey, you know, dependability is really important to me. So communicate if things aren't going to work out like we thought, um, don't, you know, don't say some, you're going to do something and not do it. And, and at the same time, let me help you figure out what yours are so that I can meet your expectations. And once you start laying that groundwork and there's so much more to, you know, work to do, and there's so many other values out there, but once you start figuring out a, what they are and B where they came from, because there's a reason that you have them. There's a reason that you have those values and they came from somewhere. And then once you find out what other people's are, man, you can raise the bar because I know, I know what you need and you know what I need and you can meet my expectations and I can meet yours as well as a leader. Yeah. I I think you really hit it on the head with how important our values are. I think it's important that we kind of look at the difference between goals and values. You know, goals are what we aim for. And while values are principles or standards of behavior, you know, so it's setting our values to kind of achieve our goals. So when we start going through this value setting, it's like, well, what's your goal first? Like, do you want to be a great parent? Do you want to be a great mother, father, husband, wife, great firefighter? You want to be a company officer, a fire chief, uh, whatever it may be, you know, it doesn't have to do anything with the fire service. You want to be a a great mountain biker, world-class mountain biker, whatever, you know, the list could go on, but just figure out what that is. Like, what do you want out of life? What does your unique ability tell you you want to do? And then set your values based on that. You know, how is my behavior going to achieve that? What do I need to achieve that? And through the classes that we've taken and our life experiences, we have tried a lot of different values and we see what seems important to us and what works under certain uh, arenas or certain professions or certain titles. And we might have to work on developing some of those values if, if we want to achieve that, you know, composure being one of those, you know, as a, as an incident commander, something you need is composure. And if you don't have that, you need that. So, and if we don't have that as a value, but yet you want to achieve that, then it might be, okay, I need to work on this. And how am I going to achieve the goal of making composure a value for me so I can achieve this next position? You know, I think it's very interesting when it comes to values, how they can shift to, oh, you yeah. know, a- as you grow and you mature, they really shift. You know, I look back at what my values were to where they're at today. And, you know, 10 years ago, I would have never said this is what my values are today or would have even, you know, listed these things, maybe one of them. So, you know, it's a lot further than the norm of what, like you said, of honesty, integrity, all the cliche stuff. You know, it's digging deeper, taking a layer off that onion and and going deeper to really realizing, like, what is it about you that you want to chase and make every part of you just glow with that and then pass those traits on and show people how, why you value those and, as you mentioned, you know, that's how we continue to progress in industry and keep moving forward instead of getting to stalemate, you know, and with that, we are raising standards and we are continuing to grow and build and build. So 
the value setting and understanding your goals and differentiating between those and then constantly examining what your values are over, you know, every few years or so. Yeah, I I I love when we talk about this. It it it, it really shows, you know, what you can do in, in the firehouse, like what you can do with your company and what you can do, you know, with any group and 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 for me what's interesting is you know, a lot of my values carry over to my personal life and that dependability thing, you know, is, is in my personal life, just as big. And some of them probably aren't like the composure thing. Well, I'll, although I composure as a mom is, is pretty, pretty important, especially with a middle schooler at this point. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> so it, but it, it doesn't just help in your professional life. It, it's, it's really important in your personal life too. And, and like you said, as we grow, and as we get older, <laughs> they do change and they do shift. And and that happened to me. Um, I had an experience in, wor- in work where I I realized, you know, just how important honesty was to me. And and I was lied to at work. And and man, it crushed me. And I I didn't get over that. And I still don't know that I'm over that whole situation. But and that's when you realize when you know up front what your values are, and you can tell people this is this is important to me. And please do not cross this line in my values, because this is what's going to happen. Um, people can meet your expectations so much better because they know, they know what's important to you. Yeah. And it's understanding, you know, as we figure out what we want to be and setting our values to achieve that. So it's really asking yourself, what type of person is an amazing firefighter? What type of person is an amazing mother? What type of person is an amazing company officer? And then, you know, look at the traits, the commonalities with that. And this is just all like the research for you to help figure out what your values are. I'm not saying that you have to pick what your favorite company officer is like, but look at multiple, you know, generally speaking, what do they value? And is that you, you know, and it's okay if it's not right. I I, I think we also have to normalize that. And, you know, we're not all made to do the same thing and be a part of the same, uh, uh, venture. You know, we, we have our uniqueness to, to bring to the world. And that's what this research and this looking into what your values are enables us to do. So, if you're not meant to be a company officer or an incident commander, that's okay. Like where do your values take you? What can you do with those? And how do you, you know, improve the industry, your organization and our world, right? That's what this world needs and our society needs and our industry needs. They need you to be you. And with that, just bring that to the world. You know, it's, and we say this multiple times, probably almost every episode, you know, we talk about this stuff and on the surface, it is so easy. You know, we're talking about basic human principles here, but for us, it is such a challenge in our industry because of the traditions and the stuff that just gets ingrained with us on how we think we're supposed to be. And then if we're not that way, then we're wrong, you know, and we're in an industry that potentially could shame you for that, or you come off as not authentic, and then you're not respected or listened to. And it's just a snowball effect. Well, going forward, it just does not need to be that way if you start doing the work now. Yeah. And you know, I know we'll probably wrap this up soon, but I want to leave everybody with an, an exercise, something tangible to, to, to kind of work, start working on this, because it, it, can, it can start simple. So I think the easiest way to start is Google values. 
and go to, there's some websites out there and, you know, you can really use any of them, but go to a bunch of websites and just get lists and lists and lists of values. A bunch of different words are going to come up, print them off um, or get, do them on a tablet. And as you go through those, look at the words on the paper and, and what jumps out, like what gives you a gut reaction, what words, because you're going to look at some and go, meh. I don't have a feeling really one way or the other on that good values, but you're, you're going to get to some words and and really think about the words and, and think about if you were in a situation and that value was either broken or someone crossed the line, or you had to stand up for that value, or there was a situation where that value came into question. How does it make you feel? And start circling those words. And then you're going to start to narrow down some of these words. And then think about, I wonder why, where that came from. Why would that, why would I have that value? What experience have I had? What, how was I raised? What do my parents teach me? Or, um, you know, military or, or whatever it is you, you've had in your, in your life. And that's a good way to start um, to figure out what your values are. Yeah, I, th- those are absolutely great steps, and and you have to start somewhere, and that's the perfect place to start. And then from there, you know, it's it's building your knowledge base by reading books and educating yourself. I'm a big fan of non fire service type training and education. You know, just to pull ourselves out of the industry a little bit to see uh, another input. You know, a lot of times when we get so ingrained, we we just build this bubble around ourselves that we can't accept anything from the outside. So it's challenging yourself to get in front of different audiences and being in front of different speakers and education and books uh, to really start digging deep into the realm of what your values are away from the job, away from your job title, and look at you as a person and what, what you cherish most. You know, so as we get close to closing this up, I think the only fair thing to do here, Carrie, now I could be wrong, you know, is sharing a little bit about us and our values. So where are your values at today and have they shifted over time? And I guess why the why behind why they are the way they are? Yeah, um, some of mine have stayed the same. And um, like I said, some of them have changed, like the honesty one. Honesty, I think, you know, it, it was important to me, but I didn't, I, I didn't realize how crushing it was until I had the experience. And I should have known because I, I did the values work, but once I, you know, that had that experience, I realized how important it was to be, to, to, for people to tell the truth to, you know, and, and, and that kind of situation. But to be perfectly honest, the dependability thing for me, when I, when I really figured it out, came, came down to, to, my family life, the way um, growing up, my mom was like the rock. She was so dependable. And when she said she was going to do something, she did it. And she was always there for us. And, you know, my dad, um, he worked super, super hard, but he wasn't around a ton. Um, I don't think he, it, it didn't feel dependable in that way, in that, in the support way, it was dependable in, you know, obviously he supported us financially and, and all of that stuff, but him and my, him and my mom split up and there was this kind of the lack of dependability from him. And I think that's where it comes from. And that's pretty personal, but to me, that's, that's why it's so important to me. Cause it does usually come from somewhere very personal. Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, and as I've transitioned and kind of grown and matured through this, you know, 
to be honest with you, I, I really never looked at values. I think I've done some worksheets like you explained earlier mm-hmm. on until, you know, reading your article and me and you sitting down and chatting quite a bit about this stuff. I was like, ah, maybe I should examine <laughs> mine and where they're at. You know, and it's just interesting to really sit down and think about it. You know, today I can say, you know, I value my faith is is a, a big one. And I know you share that yeah. with me. Uh, number two is presence. Like I, I value just being present in the moment. A lot of times in our world today, we live too much in the future, too much in the past, you know, and that's where you th- see things like anxiety and depression, you know, and, and living in the moment uh, it, for me is very important. And that matters on a fire ground and that matters at, on our job. And that matters as a husband, as a father, you know, it matters in every aspect of my life, just being present in the moment. And it's not easy all the time, right? It, it is a lot of work. Uh, for me, also leadership is huge. You know, when I was in the military, I had a, I worked for a great boss, and I like can't wait to the day I have somebody like that again. You know, we all need mentors and leaders, and I feel like ever since I've been out of the military, I've been waiting to get one again. <laughs> you know, and it's hard. It's like, you you just don't go up to people and be like, Hey, do you want to be my mentor? (laughs) But I just see so much value in there because, you know, if I mentor somebody or somebody mentors me that we just raise the bar just by having somebody in their corner that can raise that bar a little bit more for them to achieve, that can teach them the mistakes they made so they don't make the same mistakes. So leadership is really one of the leadership and mentorship. I, you know, I really value, uh, and that applies to every aspect of life as well. And then finally, one of the things that I'm really working on now in my life is meaningful relationships. You know, we talk about the brother and sisterhood of the fire service, and I feel like a lot of times these meaningful relationships just go to the wayside. And it's just kind of this given thing. And, you know, we say these terms, but what, what you know, being meaningful in a relationship, you know, showing up and being there for each other and having conversations like this, real conversations without defensiveness and is so important, you know, and just having those meaningful relationships can start breaking some of these mental health issues we're seeing too. Uh, but we lose sight of that and we're just firefighters and we do a job and we move on. Right. Um, but there's so much more to life than that. So it's really developing these meaningful relationships. And as I look at these values and I look back 10 years from now, and I I would have said, um, you know, motivation, dedication, pride, you know, all the cliche terms. and, And that was my truth then, right? That was, but none of that was really who I was at my core. It was just this person I was being to try and prove something to somebody, which comes from my past, right? Not not ever being good enough. So you just keep driving, driving, driving. And it's just funny how these things do evolve from your past and the things that you've experienced as a kid and then going through the motions in the industry and then where they end up today, you know, and then constantly reevaluating these values and, and seeing if they're shifting or not. Now, what I have today, I, I don't see shifting too much more in my life, but uh, um, it's just crazy to look back on the journey and, and what eventually got me to where I'm at today. Yeah. And, and I, I want to show an example of how this could play out if it, because leadership is not just leadership, it's followership as well. So let's say, let's pretend I work for you, Kyle, and you you have just come to me and to maybe your company and said, uh, the, the group of us, these are my values. And, and it hit home to me that you said presence, because that is something I am terrible about. I am, I am distracted and I am moving on to the next thing 
at the speed of light. And I am terrible about being on my phone and being distracted and trying to work on something while something else is going on. So if I heard that and I'm working for Kyle, I would make that a goal of mine is, hey, it's important to Kyle that I'm present at work and when we're having a conversation and I need to to acknowledge that about myself and be better about it, or it's going to it's not going to go well with Kyle or it's not, it's not a relationship A working relationship is not going to go well. So that's how that, that it could play out. If everyone's cognizant of how that, how it makes you feel and how it affects things, that's how it could play out. Yeah. And it, it, it builds everybody, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the end goal. You're your authentic self. You're not just building yourself by doing the work. You're building everybody around you and you're being that role model you know, that people want to emulate and they might not want to emulate, emulate your values, but how you got to those values and the work you did to figure those out. And that's what we want to start passing down and and being progressive and and keeping the industry moving forward. Yep. Yep. So good. I think we hit a lot, a lot of the stuff on authenticity and values today. Yes, we did. We got there. We did get there. It's always fun how we get there. And time yeah. flies when you're having fun all the time. It really does. It really does. So I think we will wrap up this episode for now. Um, but stay tuned. We have some good stuff coming up. We're going to talk about, um, I think, some generational stuff coming up. Right? Is that what we have? Yeah, we got uh, some myth busting, all sorts of fun stuff. So, you know, as Carrie said in the beginning, if you the first time checking us out, thank you. Uh and subscribe to our channel and check out our first episode, give you a little bit more background of who we are and what we're about and where we're going to be going. All righty. We will see everyone soon.